a golden time discussing the new three-album set from William Lee Golden of the Oak Ridge Boys and his solo band, The Goldens, today on the Music Universe Podcast. I love puns. I don't care how cheesy they are. I just love puns. And that was a great one. I didn't mean to make a pun. It's just a golden day. (laughs) You know, the the cool thing about Bill Golden is, um, and you don't realize, he is the most enigmatic of all of the Oak Ridge Boys. He is this mystical Mm -hmm. guy who doesn't look like he could, like if he cracked a smile, he'd turn to dust. Like he's just so stoic. Um, you can't really see any of his face because he wears sunglasses, has the long beard, the long hair, most iconic look of the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, and when you hear him talk, he has that deep Southern drawl. And then when he opens up his mouth, he can really go into almost a falsetto kind of range. He has a really, really high range. He can hit the bass notes and he can hit and he can hit uh, the really high notes like in Thank God for Kids. And it's it's just, oh, yeah. he is the most, he's like an enigma. Because you're like, he's such an imposing figure, you're afraid to talk to him. But as you see in this mm-hmm. uh, in this interview, once you get him going, there's no stopping him. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, just, I, I love it when we can just ask a few questions and the artist just talks it makes our job a lot easier and they tend to cover things that we were going to ask but uh, we premiered uh, me and bobby mcgee on our website and uh, i didn't get permission to put it on this episode so you have to go to themusicuniverse.com check out that premiere and uh, listen to their wonderful harmonizing version of that song as well as 33 others. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. He's going to, I don't want to spoil anything. He's going to go over a bunch of the artists and the songs that they've covered. But if you're a fan of classic rock or classic country, probably 70s on, uh, 70s and before, uh, you're going to love this stuff. It's just modernized, um, you know, country-fied bluegrass versions of uh, a lot of those songs, plus a whole album of uh, gospel greats. I love it. The album is called... Golden Classics, William Lee Golden, over the pandemic, you'll hear in the interview, revived, I don't know if that's the right word, but got back in the studio with his boys uh, to do this, and they created so much music. It's actually a triple album set, one's called Country Roads, one's called Southern Accents, and that gospel record you just mentioned is called Old Country Church, and William Lee kind of just takes us down the path of how he decided what songs to do, how the arrangements came together, who produced what, It's just a really, really fun uh, conversation. So here it is now, our interview with William Lee Golden. I'm doing great. I was, uh, Oak Ridge Boys played a private gig in Las Vegas last night. So uh, after that, we uh, we got up at 3 a.m. to leave the hotel at 3.30 and uh, flew out of there at 5.30 this morning. So uh, anyhow... I'm home for the day, and I leave at 3 o'clock tonight and uh, head down to Montgomery and then over to Athens, Georgia, and then uh, to Spartanburg, South Carolina, then down to Punta Gorda, Gorda, Florida, uh, and then back home next Tuesday. So I'm here for a half a day today. It's incredible. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Given the crazy Oak Ridge Boys schedule, how did you find time 
to put together not one, not two, but a three-album set uh, with your boys and your band, The Goldens. Well, what happened, uh, it was uh, during the pandemic. This was a vision I had about three years ago, and uh, then two years ago when the pandemic hit, uh, my son's, their mother was going through a battle with uh, pancreatic cancer, and uh, uh-huh. that lasted for about a year, and uh, so on into the pandemic, you know, and so it was August the 1st. We got to go in uh, after the pandemic hit. We was, uh, you know, you're sitting here, can't believe what's going on at first. They sent us home, all the Oak Ridge boys, and uh, said, you know, everything has to be canceled. We're, we're unessential. And uh, so after about a month of watching all these people on television, everybody hating everybody and the violence and stuff coming out of television, I had to turn that off and realize that wasn't essential in my life. I got out on the trees here, and these old songs kept coming in my mind. And I could hear them with us harmonizing, me and my kids. And uh, So I called them over. We started uh, sitting around the piano here. They were all home, too. Uh, Rusty had come back from Bahrain, which he was over there on a seven-month trip and uh, playing music and in the Middle East, and uh, Chris does, he's doing solo work himself, playing and singing, and uh, Craig was also working with Jimmy Allen, the young country singer, and so we couldn't, we were all in four different directions, and the pandemic hit, we got home, I brought them over, and I said, boys, let's play and sing. Let's sing songs about Great songwriters, that's the foundation of country music is the great songwriters. It's, it's the foundation for any music, really. And uh, let's go back to these people that were essential in our life. And we started, I took them back, I took my sons back to my childhood where I started when I was seven years old playing music and singing with my sister. So those old gospel songs on the gospel album we did. And then we evolved into the old classic songs that was of my time period. A lot of them I'd never sang before, but I'd always loved them. They were essential in my life of my development of my love and passion for music. And then I got my sons for them to what songs through their life meant things to them that would fit this project. And we started uh, playing music and singing. And then we went to the studio and said, hey, got our friends together. And we started playing and recording everything we were doing. Got Had my friend from L.A., uh, Jeff Panzer, was directing video shoots. They had cameras in the control room at every place in that studio. And uh, he was directing the shots from L.A. in his home studio. But we recorded and videoed what was happening. It was it was one of the most special things in my life. And we wound up with 34 songs, singing old gospel songs, classic country songs. And then country rock songs. We sang two Eagle songs, was the last songs we did. We did uh, Christopherson's Me and Bobby McGee and uh, For the Good Times. 
good Paul McCartney's long and winding road. And, uh, I mean, we had fun. Rusty did Bob Seger's Hollywood Nights. Chris did Tom Petty's Southern Accent. My grandson sang the old R&B song, Stand By Me. And uh, I tell you, through this, it was like a revival of it's like a spiritual revival with our family at the beginning of this thing. And it just kept going into country and country rock songs, just having fun. And what we did is we found a healing through all of this process, mentally, mostly physically and spiritual healing. If we sit around and pay attention to what the hate negative things that were coming at us, if we was sitting around a television, but I had to get away from it for Almost a year, I couldn't get, it was just, I felt like the negativity was invading my soul, if I allowed it to, and I just had to change my thought patterns. I'm living in a world that I'm helpless, we're all helpless, but we can come together and find healing and the power of music, because music and songs have a healing power. It always has, and it always will. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned quite a few songs there. Uh, like you said, 34. We are actually premiering Me and Bobby McGee. Tell us about your version of that song. Well, I tell you, uh, Buddy Cannon, the great producer, he produces Kenny Chesney and uh, Willie Nelson and a lot of other people, but he's a longtime friend. We go way back to when... Buddy was playing bass with Mel Tillis. And, uh, but Buddy, I invited him to come out and sit on the porch here with me as we're talking and listening to what we had already recorded in gospel. And when I was doing the classic country songs and country rock songs and my grandson doing the old pop R&B songs, I got Buddy to uh, throw out, you know, told him what we were planning to record and wanted his input if he had any other advice or something for me to record. It was his idea for me and Bobby McGee. He also recommended that I do. There was three songs on there that Buddy Cannon brought to the table for the recording session, and he was in there through all of the uh, 21 songs of country and country rock. And uh, But he brought me and Bobby McGee. He also brought uh, the Johnny Cash song, I Still Miss Someone. He thought I could yeah. sing that good, and it's honoring one of my friends, you know. Then he also uh -huh. mentioned for me to sing an old-time classic that Mary John Wilkins helped write way back uh, called The Long Black Veil, which is a haunting uh, song if you've ever heard it, but uh, that's also on there. But Buddy Cannon's the one who recommended those three songs for this project. A lot of the songs I was choosing, or my sons were choosing, but uh, to get his input, and they, uh, it was really special. And then uh, my best friend, as we get ready to wind down, we put two more songs on there. That's the two Eagle songs. We put. Uh, Peaceful, Easy Feeling that Chris sang lead on. And I sang uh, Take It Easy, the last song that we yeah. recorded out of the 34. And those are out. Uh, CMT premiered Take It Easy yesterday morning. 
And uh, so it's out as a single to radio right now. Really, take it easy, our version of it. We started out with the last lines of the second verse. We start out a cappella, four-part, five-part harmony. It's a five-part harmony we're doing. We may lose and we may win, though we will never be here again. So open up, I'm climbing in. Take it easy. So, uh, yeah, that's a great, and it was, uh, it sets it. We sing the song, but we put our flavor to it. We started out with a cappella, those lines, and then we go back into the musical intro of the song and start from there and kick it from there out. And we've got some incredible musicians that's friends of our family, and uh, we've known them for a long time. They're great players that plays on a lot of people's hit records. Uh, old Steve Henson plays great steel guitar player. He came to town when he was a kid playing with George Jones and then Randy Travis. And, but he's also one of the best slide guitar players that I know. He's from Macon, Georgia. He he embodies that Dwayne Allman sound. He's got the best feel second to, to Dwayne Allman to me for as a slide guitar player is old Steve Henson. And uh, James Mitchell is our lead guitar player on all of this. But uh, and they go out and play live concerts with us. We did a they played when what last week here on Thursday night at Third and Lindsley in Nashville, and uh, we played at the uh, Porch Festival down in Bruton, my hometown, last November, and then mm-hmm. we're all go. We're going to be doing a thing over in Smoky Mounts, doing a concert over there. And we may come back to Third and Lensley to do another thing here coming up in about six weeks or a month. I love it. And what I love, too, about this variety is so many of these songs have a life in country music. Take It Easy, of course, Travis Tritt, Stand By Me, Mickey Gilly did way back in the 80s. Uh, you know, you talk, you said, it's what you said earlier, it's the songwriting. It doesn't matter what genre it had its most popular rendition is, and it all comes down to good songs and songwriting. That's it. That's the bottom line. And it's great songwriters that should not be forgotten. They were essential in my life, and uh, they brought me happiness and healing in a pandemic. So uh, they're still alive, these songs, and they should not be put in the dustbin and forgotten about. So they're important to us. They help heal us through a pandemic. And we just, what we're doing is we're releasing what we did in a pandemic. It was us, our family, getting together. And uh, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, is get my boys back together with me and us record together. They've always recorded separate from me with different producers, and I've recorded separate from them. 
But for us to all come together and bring our individual feels for the music and the talents, it's been a magical experience for me. It's one of the most uh, it's it's one of the most fulfilling things. I feel like it'll be my true legacy is what we've created here. I love it. I love it. Well, well absolutely. I have to ask this. My friend will kill me if I don't ask this. You probably get asked this a million times. But how the heck have you maintained that amazing beard for so long? We gotta we gotta ask that question. I knew if I got you on the phone, I'd have to ask about <laughs> that beautiful beard. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's kind of a I don't trim it. I have not trimmed my beard since nineteen eighty when I lost my razor. And I just oh, wow. <laughs> refused to trim what was you know, I wanted to kinda of let it grow. I'd I'd go out camping with some of these mountain men guys and uh they're close friends of mine too. Great artist friends and they they paint a lot of these frontier painters, you know, but they go and they do real campsites and it's real people that they get together having fun and uh, recreating its uh, historical uh, reenactment, so to speak, sitting around campfires. Sure. And so uh, that's kind of, uh, I grew up kind of primitive down in South Alabama. <laughs> My daddy was a farmer and, uh, you know, I grew up on a cotton and peanut farm, but it was also right next door to the big forest there, the foresters. And uh, so I spent a lot of my youth in the woods and when I went working in the cotton fields and picking peanuts. Right. Wow. Well, wonderful. William, William Lee Golden, the new album uh, is called Golden Classics. Uh, we are premiering me and Bobby McGee. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, get to your next uh, Oak Ridge Boys concert safely, all right? Yeah, thank you, Matt and Buddy, for letting me be on here with the, the musical universe today. Thanks again to William Lee Golden. And as I'm sure you heard just there, we had to deal with technical difficulties and we used our conference line instead of our regular board recording. So sorry if that was jarring for anybody, but we used the internal recording instead. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times, buddy, the Oak Ridge Boys as people, the, the boys, the men in the boys, mm -hmm. um, yeah. are are in the group, are some of the most accessible people in country music you could ever want to know. Um, they were one of my first big interviews when I started doing country music uh, interviews before I joined the Music Universe was, was Richard Sturban. And then during the mm -hmm. pandemic ourselves, we had Joe Bonzel. And um, I think the only one now having interviewed William is, is Dwayne that we haven't had. So th they just as people yeah. are so accessible to talk about their music, their love of music, their love of doing what they do. It's just so much fun to get to talk to the Oaks. It feels like you're talking with old friends. Well, what's amazing is just how how these guys operate. I mean, yeah. he's, he's getting up at 3 a.m. to catch a 5.30 flight from Vegas to get back to Nashville. He's home for 12 hours or less, and then he's gone again for the weekend and, and back, as, as you heard at the beginning of the interview. So it's just really neat how they they're able to do this and then they're able to record and you know, it, it's really quite 
quite the life. And they're, I, I know that they're very thankful and blessed that they have that life. And, um, you know, being able to release new music still at any point in the game and it be relevant. And to have a radio uh, you single, know, you know. Yeah, and, and take it easy. I, I didn't get a chance to say it in the interview, but just the way they he described they started the song, it, it's very pressing for today's times. You right. know, we're never going to be here again, not likely in our lifetimes. And, uh, you know, it, it takes the meaning of that song can it takes it to a different perspective for me at least. And that's the beauty about music too, because everyone can have their own perspective of whatever song. And, you know, if, if you get canceled because of it, then so be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was great. And, and what he said there too, about going home for 12 hours, if it were me, at least in my current state, you know, not having a family, not having, you know, too, too many ties to DC that would be like, I want to go home as much as I'd miss my own bed. If it was only going to be 12 hours, I would go to my, to the next store stop and just deal with having a day off wherever I am. He wanted to go home, be with his family. So it shows you not only does he talk the talk about wanting to do this project with, with his family, he walks the walk. Family is the most important thing for him, even while he's touring at the end of the day, as I think it is for all of the Oaks. And I think that is what keeps them grounded. So you're just a natural born vagabond. So yeah, I was going to, I was about to say, I didn't want to cut you off, but I was going to say, Oh, you would have just went on to the next city or stopped somewhere in between and then taken off a, a, a couple days later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, for the music universe podcast, I'm Matt and I'm buddy. Thanks for listening and watching. If you're watching any video ones and uh, be sure to hit that like subscribe and share button and check out me and Bobby McGee on themusicuniverse.com, as well as all kinds of news objects. So talk to you later. See you next time. Uh -huh.